The other night I was half asleep and I was thinking, I want you to imagine getting up one morning, going through your normal routine and everything around you just seems a little bit different and you can't put your finger on it. You put on your radio, but your favorite radio station is not there. You pick up your cell phone or go to your computer to look for some email and you haven't had any new email since you went to bed. You go to look for your your favorite news website, and it says temporarily unavailable. You turn on your cable or satellite TV, and it says channel temporarily not available. What in the world is going on? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. As I said the other night, I was laying in bed just before I was going to get up. And I was thinking of such a time when maybe one day you get up and your email's not there. Your favorite news sites have disappeared. Your favorite radio station and TV station is not there. And maybe you're finding some strange person on the screen talking about something that makes absolutely no sense. How close are we to such a day as that? I think we're a lot closer than we would want to realize. Many ministries, many businesses, many people have too much of their life invested in today's technology particularly the internet. Now, this radio program, it certainly does have a web page. It certainly can have the program heard as a podcast. But that's not my only delivery platform. And I know some of these platforms will eventually disappear over time if things don't change and if our trajectory is not altered. We are on a collision course worldwide to a new world order. And I feel it in my heart. I'm watching countries that I never thought would bow down to totalitarianism, bowing down to totalitarianism. Good friend of this radio program, a good friend of mine, George Christensen, is a member of parliament in Australia. And recently he made this speech before Parliament. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. The totalitarian regimes responsible for the most heinous atrocities in the 20th century, think Stalin, Mao, Hitler, Pol Pot, they didn't get there overnight. They used fear to control. They excluded the dirty people softly at first. They justified the exclusion. They moved to harder exclusions and eventually eliminated people either socially or physically. In 21st century Australia, state premiers are racing down that familiar path, trying to out-tyrant each other. 
drunk on power, setting up their own biosecurity police states, complete with medical apartheid. Sadly, we've enabled it, refusing to rein them in, and worse, supplying the Australian Immunisation Register data that underpins this medical apartheid. Fear is the justification uh, of choice for coercion and control, with non-vaccinated Australians increasingly demonised, ostracised and socially eradicated. In Queensland, the Premier tweeted that people not vaccinated raised red flags, not just one, but 22 of them. The media, politicians and health bureaucrats all claim COVID-19 is now a pandemic of the unvaccinated, but there is no justification for such demonisation. In a German study, 55% of symptomatic patients over 60 were fully vaccinated. Gibraltar, where all 34,000 residents are fully vaccinated, is recording 60 new cases a day. The totalitarian path, the path that we are unquestionably on, has never ended well. The solution is a rediscovery of human dignity, along with, and I don't say the this lightly, civil disobedience. Time. Recently, I got an email from George, and, and he shared with me something he's writing in a, in a blog piece called Nation First by George Christensen. And I want to read you what he wrote to me and others. He goes, hello, friends. There's no denying that democratic nations around the world, including Australia, have become more authoritarian due to the COVID-19, a worrying trend that must be broken. Playing out against a backdrop of the, well, he called it sinister, Great Reset, which I say personally should have a great resist, not reset. George said many democracies have turned to disproportionate, unnecessary or legal ways to to curb this so-called virus now that's according to a report according to george from the international institute for democracy and electoral assistance which is an international nonprofit based in sweden who by the way has done better than most countries when it comes to the pandemic because they didn't lock down they didn't have all these mandates life went on The report provides a thorough probe into the worrying trend of the democratic decay, a trend that has been exasperated by the COVID-19 pandemic. But the thing is, as George points out, the roots go a lot deeper. Now, the key takeout from the report, he points out, is as following in this statement. And I quote, In the context of the pandemic, many democratic governments have adopted questionable restrictions to fundamental freedoms that in many cases mimic the practices of authoritarian regimes. Now stop and think about that for a second. And here in the United States, it kind of depends on what state you live in, how bad your restrictions are. Now, I'm very very privileged to live in the state of Florida. And we also have a home in North Georgia. Two states that have not really been that draconian in their response. I think there's too much dependency upon these vaccines, but we'll talk about that a little bit later in the program. Now, George continues, it was that truth that prompted him to deliver Another speech to the Australian Parliament this past week that was predictably condemned by those that have no eyes to see how the current infringement on our freedoms and medical segregation 
can be stepping stones on the path to totalitarianism. And if you listened a moment ago, you heard the booing. No, no, wrong, wrong. People have been, the Bible says, delusional. They've been given mass delusion. The reprobates cannot see the error of their own way. And they double down doing what we know is not even working. So what's the answer to a vaccine that doesn't work? Give more shots of the same vaccine, which won't do anything for all these new variants. And I've got a little story on that coming up in a moment. The problem is, the problem is, as he says, countries on route to becoming more authoritarian tripled compared to those moving toward democracy, according to the report. This year, now I want you to think about this too. This year is the fifth consecutive year of this worry. Now notice that's like three years before the pandemic. This is a process that has been underway for for a number of years. It didn't just happen starting mysteriously in March of 2020. When a man-made virus, yes, I can say that now, even the media agrees with statements we made on this program a year ago. The virus came out of a lab in China. Even when this man-made virus, and that is what it is, the more I read, the more I pray, the more I look into it. It's sinister. This is a man-made virus. It's doing things that no virus has ever been able to do before in history. To jump from bat to human, as infectious as it was, and become a global pandemic in a matter of 90 days? Come on. You're asking me to believe something that is virtually impossible. But here we are in the fifth consecutive year of this decline in in what are considered democracies or free people or free countries. We have now the longest period of uninterrupted pro-authoritarian development since this particular global nonprofit started tracking this trend back in 1975. That's a long time ago, my friend. We're pushing 50 years. Now, see, democracies, democratic countries, uh, those that cherish freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of expression, freedom of mobility, freedom of thought, and including Australia, have implemented these pandemic protocols that George says, and I thoroughly agree, are disproportionate, illegal, indefinite, or even unconnected to the nature of the emergency. I've got a story about that, too, coming up. That's according to the report. Among the protocols, of course, are travel bans. You know, free people can travel freely, but when you're not free, you're not allowed to travel. Your papers, please. Your vaccine passport. You had one guy. Let me just pause here and add this. I mentioned this yesterday. A senator in in Ireland If you don't get the vaccine, you should not even be allowed to buy food. May you just starve painfully to death. There's something deeply sinister going on. You know it. I know it. I can feel it. I can see it. I witness it in my spirit. 
According to a law professor, the name is Dr. Christian Alting von Gausau. He wrote for the Brownstone Institute of Social and Economic Research, and he laid out this list of such anti-democratic protocols. And here's what he writes. Listen carefully. I don't care if you live in the United States, especially a blue state run by a blue dictator, or in Canada where you're run by the man-child by the name of Justin Trudeau, just inflation, just insanity. Here's what he writes. Endless lockdowns, police-enforced quarantines, travel restrictions, vaccine mandates, the suppression of scientific data and debate. Think about that one for a second. How many real doctors are out there that are putting their reputations, their their entire livelihood, everything on the line? They don't have to do this. They could play the game, keep their jobs, live in their fine houses, but their conscience won't let them. So we have this uh, large-scale censorship. Thank you, Twitter and fascist book, now known as Meta. Another danger, by the way, we need to talk about soon. Well, I'll talk about it right now, real quick. Do you realize that Mark Zuckerberg is looking at his business model of successful Facebook, and he recognizes its days as the platform we know will come to an end. It's used by more older people now than young people. And he knows he can't attract young people to this platform any longer. It's been around for over a decade. And it became something that grandparents and parents liked for sharing baby pictures. And then it became political. And a lot of younger people have just abandoned it. They don't use it much. They use Instagram and and other alternative electronic social media. Twitter is not their thing either. Maybe to follow movie stars, but that's about it. But you need to understand something about what, what Mark Zuckerberg is up to. He's renamed his company Meta, M-E-T-A, Meta. And he wants the metaverse, like universe, but a metaverse. Now, what is a metaverse? We're already beginning to see where all of this is leading for many people, those that are allowed to survive. It's going to be a, it's going to be a fusion of human to machine, a virtual reality. Young people are going to fall for it quickly. They're going to adapt to it. They're going to be excited about it. They're going to love to live in this metaverse. And there's a video out there with Mark Zuckerberg himself explaining what the metaverse is going to be. It's going to be an escape from reality. In other words, when you get up in the morning, have your breakfast and put on your little virtual reality goggles and headset. And suddenly you're at the office with all of your friends without ever leaving the house. You don't even have to take a bath. Don't even have to comb your hair. Don't have to do any of that because, see, the perfect you will be visible to those individuals. And the perfect them the same way. You'll live in your home And you will go outside, you will go to work, you will go to entertainment venues wearing goggles 
because you're not really there. But Metaverse will fuse computer and technology to your body where you'll be so used to never leaving your house, you'll be afraid of the sunshine, which is where you get your vitamin D to fight off the coronavirus. So getting back to what he said here, all these dehumanizing measures that have no place in a system of democracy and any place that has a constitutional rule of law like the United States. We also see the process of increasingly regulating a certain part of the population to the peripheries while singling them out as irresponsible and undesired because of the risk they pose to others, leading to a society gradually excluding them. Hey, guess what, society? You're more than welcome to exclude me. I want nothing to do with your vaccinated society. I I really don't. This is me speaking now. I want nothing to do with it because there's some dangers in that society. Now, George continues to write, you could could be forgiven for thinking he was talking about Australia. (laughs) He could be talking about Austria, Ireland, United Kingdom, Germany, United States, France, among others. Because while state governments keep ratcheting up restrictions on public interactions and economic behavior, even for individuals who have already taken the approved, the the provisionally emergency use approved vaccines, the most serious incursion on liberty, George Christensen says in Australia, are now being targeted toward one particular demographic, those who aren't vaccinated. There in in Australia, as he points out, the media opines that they aren't decent members of society. In other words, because you're not taking the vaccine, you're not decent. They try to segregate you from polite society. And there's no question that the people in, in in Australia who have chosen not to undertake this medical procedure are now under attack. And see, non-vaccinated Australians, just like in the United States in particular states like New York, California, just to name a couple, and there are many others, they are being portrayed as the other. Now, in Australia, one state premier pushed out a tweet insinuating that the non-vaccinated Australians are a danger that should be avoided without giving any proof. They keep saying the pandemic of the unvaccinated, but they never, ever offer any conclusive proof. Now, I've got some that will tell you otherwise. You realize that in England right now, and they can't hide these numbers, that people between the ages of like 19 and 60 years of age, the ones that are dying at twice the rate of normal are the fully vaccinated. They're dying at double the rate of the non-vaccinated for all causes. Now that should be, and that's per 100,000. That's not just in total numbers. In other words, you are twice as likely to die of all causes between the age of 10 and 60 in the United Kingdom if you are fully vaccinated, period. End of discussion. Another premier in Australia. He's turned himself into a true dictator. His name is Daniel Andrews. 
has made vaccinations mandatory this week, as of now. And this is for accommodation workers, anybody in agriculture and forestry, airport, ancillary support, welfare workers, authorized officers, any kind of care worker, community worker, creative arts worker, custodial worker, emergency service workers. I couldn't go back into that profession anymore, I guess, in Australia. Entertainment and function workers, funeral directors and workers, education workers, justice service, marriage celebrants, manufacturing workers, meat and seafood processing workers, media and film production, mining, physical recreation, ports and freight workers, professional sports. All of you have got to be vaccinated or else this is the mandate or you can't work. In sports or racing, professional services, public sector, real estate. And this one really torques me. Religious workers, in other words, a pastor, a priest, a bishop, a minister, whatever you want to call it. You must be vaccinated or you cannot work. That means myself. As a clergyman, I could not work in Australia as a religious worker because in this particular state that he's at, uh, I'm not vaccinated. Repair and maintenance, retail. I'll tell you, science and technology, social and community service, transport workers, utilities, urban workers, your veterinarian has got to be vaccinated. I guess so Fido doesn't come down with the COVID. In other words, in the state of Victoria in Australia, you can't work, period. You can't work. You know, there are five stages, and this is what I want to get to right now. There are five stations of dehumanization of, quote, those others, We saw this in Nazi Germany, too. We've seen it all over in any despot country. We've seen it in the Soviet Union. We've seen it in in communist China. Anywhere where the despots take over. So, number one is the creation and political instrumentation of fear. In other words, we have to have something that we all should fear equally. We should be in fear of our lives, our jobs, everything. It should scare us out of our out of our minds. Of course, in this case, COVID-19 fits that nicely. This mysterious virus. Let's go back to 2020. How scared were you when you first heard about this pandemic going worldwide? You saw the video of people just dying in the streets in China, just falling to the ground. Dead, COVID, people in their hazmat suits picking up the bodies. And you might come down with COVID. You might die. In our own family, we had a relative get sick with COVID, and everybody acted like, so when is this person going to die? And the person was in their 30s. Well, they came through with no intervention of any kind. But see, the fear is being spread. CNN is a willing partner in this crime. MSNBC should be literally, in your mind, consider them as traitors 
to anything honest and decent. They are most dishonest, most indecent, and most unworthy of your viewership. Now, another one of the stages, number two, is the soft exclusion. The soft exclusion. And let's go back to here in the United States. If you are fully vaccinated, you can take off your mask. Remember that? Remember that in May, Joe Biden said, if you are fully vaccinated, in other words, you've had your two shots and it's been a week, hey, you can take off your mask now and enjoy life. There's the soft exclusion. If you haven't, just continue to wear your face mask and you can still go shop. You can still take care of all your necessities. Then we have a documented justification of the exclusion. Well, you know, uh, some of you need to stay home. Uh, some of you don't. Uh, you're, you're important. You're not important. Of course, always government workers are always essential. I don't care what they do. Economic development in the middle of a pandemic was something the least on anybody's mind in the county I worked at. But everybody in the economic development division of that county kept their job, kept their paycheck, kept their benefits, kept their vacation, and kept their retirement going the whole time. Even though they stayed at home in their pajamas and occasionally did a Zoom call once a week to pretend they were working. But those of you in the restaurant business, those of you in a lot of other fields, you were shut down. You, you were not allowed to work. Hard exclusion. Hard exclusion. You're seeing that in places like New York. You can't go to certain places unless you have your, your vaccine papers and passport. This is happening in many places in the country. You are now hard excluded. You cannot. You can't even pretend. See, at least in a state like Florida, you can't ask anybody what their status is. You just don't. But in places like New York and California and increasingly in other blue totalitarian states run by pure satanic reprobates that have no salvation, honesty, or decency or the spirit of God inside of them, zero, and they lie, like Kathy Hochul in New York, Jesus wants you to take this vaccine because he gave it to us. You need the vaccine. Jesus touched lepers for crying out loud. I don't want to hear from a reprobate that does not understand the Christian faith, that claims to be a Christian, yet every one of her policies spits in the face of Jesus. I'm sorry, but it does. They're liars and losers. And see, there's a final step in these five. It's called extermination, and that could be social or physical. Let's go back to World War II. Extermination, social or physical. When the German troops went into Poland, they physically you know, put people into social isolation that they didn't like. They put them in the ghettos. They put them in the ghettos. Even in Germany, prior to the Blitzkrieg, they were separating and people were not allowed to they were the Jews in Germany were treated like lepers you couldn't associate with them and eventually it was no longer a social it wasn't any longer a social uh, division 
It became a physical extermination and people were executed and died. Now that's the final step. Hard exclusion. If you want to fly this airline, and don't think that day isn't coming. If you want to stay in this hotel, if you want to go to this opera, if you want to go to the store in many countries, if you want to simply buy food, you better show your your vaccine passport. That's step number four, hard exclusion. In many parts of the world, we are at stage four. And it won't be long before we hit stage five. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. So there's the reality of where much of the world is today. Even a large part of the United States. Our neighbors in the United States to the north in Canada. And it's almost, as I keep saying, there's this mass delusion with so many people believing in this new fairy tale that the vaccines work. Yet you look at the data coming out of Israel, you look at the data coming out of Germany, you look at the data coming out of any heavily vaccinated nation, and the numbers are telling a different tale, but we're told not to believe what we're seeing. Just trust the science, trust the experts, trust Dr. Fauci, trust the CDC, trust the World Health Organization, trust them all. Trust Joe Biden. Yeah, really. You want to know what the world thinks of of Joe Biden? Just listen to this little audio clip from Sky News. Also, by the way, out of Australia. But first, let's check in on the most profoundly confused world leader we've ever seen. U.S. President Joe Biden, who has had another week of gaffes, confused moments and plummeting poll numbers. One reason for his lack of popularity is the inflation crisis. It's an issue that impacts every single American and deserves far greater coverage. But just don't ask the president to articulate what is happening and why. One of the reasons why I decided to talk about the need to deal with uh, um, the, uh, the operation and the gouging that occurs in some of the pricing of beef and chicken and other things is that uh, that's why I think we're, I indicated, that's why I indicated you we're going to look at whether or not uh, there's a violation of, of antitrust laws and what they're doing. Prices of chickens and violation of antitrust laws. Okay, Joe, please continue. I think uh, that uh, and anyone who would prefer as bad as things are in terms of prices helping hurting families now, trade this Thanksgiving for last Thanksgiving. Um, A year after he was elected, the country has major buyer's remorse. Hey, but don't worry, Joe. Hillary Clinton is going to come to the rescue. By the way, it was Socrates that made this statement. Intelligent individuals learn from everything and everyone. Average people from their experiences. (laughs) And the stupid already have the answers. So, former Democrat Party presidential failure, Hillary Clinton said, Americans are not appreciating Biden's accomplishments. And why might you ask? Because of the spread of misinformation online. 
Come on, Hillary. Come on, man. Face it. Biden's policies have raised gas prices, food prices. He's increased unemployment. He's created, with the help of Gavin Newsom and others, a massive shipping crisis. He's caused people to lose their jobs who don't want to take an experimental concoction where there's no recourse if it causes damage or death, which, by the way, plenty of stories in front of me of how it's done that to many. We all know that the the stunt pulled off by the Biden FDA was a bait and switch because there is no FDA-approved vaccine available to citizens in the United States. There's one approved, but you can't get it. He's taken the United States from being energy independent to being energy dependent and now begging OPEC. He pushes up gas prices about 49% in nine months. Yes, he's accomplished a few things. See, the former Secretary of State has now joined a growing list of Democrat politicians who have said Americans are not just understanding the issues affecting their daily lives. Well, I think that the list I just shared shows America does understand perfectly. Now, of course, she made those comments on MSNBC's The Rachel Maddow Show that goes to show uh, she's losing popularity because that's one of the poorest rated cable shows out there on the news slots. What Clinton thinks we need are gatekeepers to take care of our our information and make sure it's correct. In other words, she's wanting the Orwellian Ministry of Truth. You know, she said democracy's messy. Well, well, Hillary Clinton, we are a, a republic, if you didn't know. I'll tell you what. All of this dovetails, and I'm going to explain why on the other side of the break. I'm also going to share with you some other stories and information and something that has been increasingly on my heart and mind. It's kind of a warning. I don't want to use the word prophecy. I don't want to use the word vision. I don't want to use any kind of connotation. Maybe it's just common sense and observing. But it's something that we all need to listen to in the next segment. It's very important. Now, if you want to let me know what station you're listening to, would you kindly send me an email directly? Look, I'm, I'm really needing to know what station people are listening to, what stations, and what time, what frequencies, and what have you. Be a great help to me. Uh, I'm not going to send you an email back begging for a donation. I'm not going to do that. This is not what I do. I don't, I don't work that way. If God wants you to help me out and send a gift, that's wonderful. But right now, a gift to me would just be to know when you're listening. And you can send me a direct email. No one else reads it, just me. Bob at truth, the number two, ponder.com. Bob at truth, the number two, ponder.com. You can also fill out a contact form at our website, which also has our mailing address. Our website, by the way, is truth, the number two, ponder.com truth the number two ponder.com you can hear the many ways to hear truth to ponder and our mailing address if you prefer and by the way if you want to help us financially if you make a check payable to ancient word radio that's ancient word radio mailing address is truth to ponder 5753 highway 85 north 
number 3248. 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida, 32536. One more time, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida, 32536. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Something very strange about Hanukkah. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now, there's only one place in the entire Bible where Hanukkah is celebrated. Do you know where it is? I'll give you a hint. It's not in the Old Testament. There's only one place in the entire Bible where Hanukkah is celebrated. Where is it? It's in the New Testament. That's right, the New Testament. Wait a minute, the New Testament's Christian, not Jewish. Wrong. The New Testament is Jewish, and it's about the Christ or Messiah. So where do you find Hanukkah? Write this down and tell your friends. It's John 10, verse 22. Then came the Feast of Dedication at Jerusalem. You could miss it, but there it is. The word dedication in Hebrew is Hanukkah. That's what Hanukkah means in Hebrew. The dedication of the temple in Jerusalem. It says it was winter time and Yeshua, Jesus, was in the temple. Hanukkah is always in the winter. And the Lord was there because of it. So it's true. The one who is celebrated every year at Christmas himself celebrated Hanukkah. At Hanukkah, the temple and all Jerusalem would be lit up with lights and torches and candles and the lights of the festival. And Yeshua stood in the temple courts and began to give his Hanukkah message. They asked him, who are you? Though he told them before, that day he didn't say it. He didn't have to. It was obvious. He stood in the midst of all the torches and oil lamps and lights. It was Hanukkah, the festival of lights. Who is he? Well, the answer is obvious. The Or HaOlam, he is the light of the world. The light that bears witness of God. Messiah celebrated Hanukkah not just by lighting a light, but by simply being the light. You want to follow him? Then you have to celebrate Hanukkah, just as he did. Wherever you are, bear witness to God's truth, God's love, and God's glory. And let your life become a sacred candle and a blazing torch and a light of the world. Want more? Ask for the Christmas Hanukkah connection. Now, feeling like your walk with God could use a real spiritual boost? We got the answer. A free subscription to Sapphire's warning. Use this directed. It can revolutionize your walk for victory. And the incredible mystery of the temple doors all free. You'll love it. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. It's so easy. But call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, I invite you to minister with me in two of the most exciting ministries to beam the word of life around the earth by shortwave radio to every tribe and tongue and to Israel, the Jewish people, those who gave it to you. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, the nice Jewish boy at box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy. It's box 1111 in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, and the zip 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Shalom Aleichem, peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah or Lagoyim, the light of the nations. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder. On this Tuesday, I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Well, I spent a lot of time in the first segment just outlining the tyranny of this pandemic and how I believe this entire great global reset, all of this are tied together. This is not a natural pandemic. I am more and more convinced 
as the days and the weeks and the months go by. I believed it a year ago. I am firm in that belief today because nothing, nothing in the past year has done anything to persuade me otherwise. If anything, I, I see more lies coming out of those that are supposedly in charge. And, and what I want to get into in a couple of minutes is what it's leading toward. And too many people, whether you're conservative, doesn't matter. Whether you're a Christian, it does matter. Are completely unprepared for what's about to happen if we let it happen. It will happen in some parts of the world. Will America stand up to the tyranny? That's going to be my question. And maybe it can, maybe it won't. I don't know. And I'll get to that in, in just a moment. You know, New York State is a good example. There's a new variant out there. And, and any some of the reading I've been doing about variants, we're supposed to be afraid every time we hear the word variant. And too many doctors are beginning to say, you know, these variants are actually caused by the vaccinated. Even though variants do occur naturally, these, va- these vaccines are forcing the virus to find a way to escape and get around. So that spike protein inside of you is not the same spike protein of the new virus. So guess what? You get sick anyway. Doesn't make any difference. So what, what's our policy? It's insanity. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Yet people have been so conditioned with fear and anger and losing their job, losing what they own, losing their retirement, losing the ability of going shopping, that they will willingly just let themselves be a lab rat for something that is proving increasingly worthless and also potentially very deadly. This is my my real concern and what I want to talk about most. I started the program with this premise about what would you do one day if you woke up and your favorite radio station was not there. Your, there's no email in your inbox. Your favorite websites are unavailable. And there's nothing much on TV. What in the world happened? That was the question I started with. And I want to continue on that point for a few minutes right now. We forget that there's an internet kill switch. We forget there are tech tyrants that have a tremendous amount of control over the content you see now, even though you think... You have full and free roam of the internet. You don't if you didn't notice. Now, I've got a good friend, lives up in the Chicago land area, listens to this radio program, and he invited me into a little email list of his where people share some items with each other. And he noticed something the other day. He noticed that A lot of emails he used to get, he's not getting anymore. They've just disappeared. What happened? And somebody suggested, look in your spam inbox. See, whether you know it or not, companies like AT&T and others, Google in particular, Gmail, Yahoo, they read your mail. They sell you out. That free service costs you something, my friend. It costs you your privacy. And now they're using algorithms to to look at those like, um, you know, the subject line 
if they're not already reading the content. And they're deciding if it's conservative or Christian, it must be spam and garbage, so you're not supposed to see it. It's amazing how much junk mail I get through Gmail if it has to do with the right politics and things that I deeply care about. Good example. I'm on the email list for the program Just Right that comes out of Canada. And I've had Robert Metz on the program before as a guest. Wonderful individual. And and somehow he got the Gmail address that I generally use for, well, nothing important. That used to be my primary, but years ago, about a year or two ago, I said, you know, I don't need to let Google read all my personal stuff. So I basically don't use it for anything important. But somehow, early on, that email address got to them. And so Google, Gmail calls anything they send me spam. A lot of stuff that is conservative, uh, from very notable and respectable people, is trashed by Gmail and others. AT&T is not your friend. AT&T is a woke corporation run by woke and very questionable individuals, just like Moderna. You know, they all became billionaires with a company on the verge of going broke because they're they're peddling their their concoction. They're they're peddling their sorcery. They're peddling the this stuff out of their cauldron. They call a vaccine. And here we are, the big tech, you know, tyrants, they're doing exactly what Hillary Clinton said. I mentioned that in the first part. We need the gatekeepers. And so they have the fact checkers, the the faceless, nameless fact checkers that that chime in to tell you that what you just said must be untrue. I'm learning there's you just don't even bother debating on Facebook. I've I put things up and I look at how how many people see it versus other things that I put up. They're looking at what you put up there and they're restricting the number and the type of individuals that can see what you put out. Twitter Twitter is totalitarian. Twitter is basically the Third Reich in 240-some-odd characters or whatever it is. If you don't say the right thing, you'll be banished. You'll be just like the Soviet Union. You'll become an unperson. You will magically disappear, gone forever. Like Alex Berenson, somebody who I appreciate and subscribe to that has been dead on the money when it comes to the COVID vaccines, the the pandemic, all of it from, from day one and others. Of course, he gets banished from things like Twitter. You won't find him on Facebook. You won't find him on any social media because, see, the tech tyrants are in bed with the hostile governments and those at the World Economic Forum because they want to be the multi-billionaire ruler class. The Internet is already under control. Look at Parler. Good example of why you have to be careful. Parler started with a great idea. They came up with a wonderful app. They, they spent who knows how much money developing Parler. Probably millions. And then they got it into the Google Play Store, the Apple uh, Store, and they needed some really heavy server space. So what did they do? First mistake, 
They used Amazon Web Servers, controlled by the head of Amazon, Jeff Bezos, a Democrat, Biden supporter, Hillary supporter, mega billionaire that thinks he's among the world-class elite. Because you buy everything to have it shipped to your home from him on Amazon. One of the wealthiest people in the world, in the universe. And so what, what happens? One day, they decide after the January 6th, what the Democrats call an insurrection. They have no idea what a real insurrection is. <laughs> We've seen worse. We've seen people with an axe busting into a GOP senator office. But see, there's nothing to see here. and No crime there. Matter of fact, Democrats raise money for the guy and give him his axe back. But see, the phony insurrection uh, deal... It wasn't an insurrection. I think the FBI, I think all of them have got dirty hands because they wanted this so bad. Remember, it was Struck and Page. Remember those two clowns, the lovebirds? They hated Trump. They tried to unseat a a guy and ruin his campaign. They should be in prison for life for what they did. But no, they're running around free. James Clapper at all, every one of them, traitors to the United States, traitors to humanity, They deserve to be in prison, not on TV. But see, here's here's where it's going. They partly used Amazon Web Service. They get kicked off and they get deplatformed. And this million, mega million dollar business is just gone. Who uses Parler anymore? See, the big tech tyrants will come after you. And see, here's my fear for many ministries, including this ministry. See, I'm fortunately, in my case, I'm blessed. I I use a company that I have a lot of control over my domain name, my email, and what's on the website. I don't worry about being deplatformed per se right now. I'm a long way away from that. I'm not depending upon uh, companies like, by the way, if your church is using GoDaddy, get off GoDaddy. They're, They're a woke company too. A lot of them are. You got to get away from them. Don't use them. I don't care how cheap it looks. It's going to cost you in time. Trust me on that. Believe me on that. But the day is going to come when that, when the ministries of truth begin to creep and clamp down harder and harder and trying to find a radio program like this or many others. Hey, look, it's like the Stu Peters. People say, look at Stu Peters show. Well, he's internet only. He's going to be doomed to be shut off. So are many others. We have to have a better plan. See, we're coming to a day, and I know many Christians are looking for a rapture. I don't. We're going to be coming into some difficult times, and we as Christians are going to have to come together, work together. We have maybe a short time right now. One of my biggest concerns is spreading the gospel, training people to plant small churches getting news and information out and steering you away from being dependent upon metaverse and this this ungodly, almost satanic blending of humanness into technology where you go to work with goggles and you stay at home and pretend you're in an office. Yeah, that's the world of Mark Zuckerberg. But I know the real world as it's going to come. 
there's a day that Jesus is going to come again. And I believe it with every ounce of my being that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is closer now than he was at the beginning of this program. The marketplace is empty. No more traffic in the streets. All the builders' tools are silent. No more time to harvest Busy housewives cease their labors In the courtrooms, no debate Work on earth has been suspended As the king comes through the gate The king is coming The king is coming I just heard the trumpet sounding, and now his face I see.
no doubt in my mind that the King of Kings and Lord of Lords is coming again. Very quickly, we're living in a time which the experts call mass formation. It's the perfect condition for totalitarianism. Under mass formation, a population will willingly sacrifice their freedom. It's all psychological. It's all beating you down. One of the essential conditions is a lack of social bonding. In other words, isolation on a mass scale, which is what these lockdowns have done. But even before the pandemic, social isolation was beginning to ramp up. We saw it before the elections. We saw it in 2019, 2018, 2016. Second condition, a majority of the people must feel that life is meaningless. A third is widespread free-floating anxiety and discontent. The fourth is a frustration and aggression. And then, of course, when these four conditions are widespread, mass formation and delusion can occur, where a totalitarian state can rise out of the fear and anxiety. We're there today, and programs like this would be in danger and will be in danger on the Internet. I'm going to pick up this theme a little later this week. I've got a lot more that I, that I do want to share. There's so much that we need to be prepared for, and I think the church, which learned the hard way in 2020, was woefully unprepared when the pandemic hit. We never expected to have our church doors closed by anything. We have a tiny window to do what needs to be done, I firmly believe. If you believe in this ministry, would you consider helping us out? You can mail a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. By the way, just email me to tell me the station. I'm not going to email you back asking for money. Just email me, Bob at Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Need to know the stations and the way you're listening, whether it's online, on shortwave. I'm going to really figure that out this month of, of December. I need to know. But if you can help us financially, and we don't send you a lot of emails and bug you for more money, it's just Truth to Ponder. 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. We are in Crestview, Florida. Crestview, Florida, 32536. That is 32536. And we'll see you again tomorrow. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.